Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Jason Fitz, the host of Fitz and Harry on ESPN Radio. Sports Center on Snapchat. Joins us every single Monday and he's here. Oh, happy Monday, Mr. Fitz. Yeah, happy Monday to y'all, and we are uh, we're set, right? Like we got a we got a Super Bowl matchup for the ages. Who can who can be uh, unhappy with this? We do. Who's imp- who's whose performance of the two winners this weekend impressed you more? That's a really good question. Uh, but I think just because of the opponent and the way it went down, Kansas City doing what they did, you know. And and look, I know we're all talking about uh, Mahomes and rightfully so for the way he played, but also just the way that defensive line played for Kansas City. Uh, that was, I think, the craziest part of it. You know, I thought on Friday, I said on air that I thought screens would be a huge part of this. They'd let the defensive line come through and then do their thing. The problem is they were so disruptive, they couldn't even get screens going. I mean, think about what that means. So I think Chris Jones and the way he played reminds you that now, if you want to win a Super Bowl, I, I think not only do you need a great quarterback, uh, you also need a great rusher of some sort. And we saw that in both games, Hassan Riddick and Chris Jones, both absolutely huge, impactful uh, players in both of those games. Fitzy, I, I saw a take this morning that said for this to matter for Patrick Mahomes, and, and listen, that, that was Willis Reedish to me, um, he's got to go on to win the Super Bowl. Do you agree with that take? No. No, I mean, I think we have to remember so much of this. Like, it's our job to try and establish context, right? And so, to me, when you start looking at these, the win-loss record in AFC Championship games or Super Bowls, got to remember that wins and losses are a team stat, not just a quarterback stat. Uh, nothing will take away what we saw Mahomes do, right? Nothing changes that we saw Mahomes be who Mahomes was. So, you know, to me, what we saw right there was Mahomes with the Herculean effort and, you know, going out there, not even with the pogo stick leg. Like, I'm not even talking about that. Just the ability when all of your wide receivers are out to still be able to do what they did. I mean, it's just a reminder that, Mahomes is, is a master, right? It, this is a masterful. And by the way, this is the first year that the real money kicked in on his contract. And look at Kansas City. So all the people that say you can't pay your quarterback, which I remind everybody constantly is statistically untrue. Uh, I would remind everybody also that Mahomes and the Chiefs are back in the Super Bowl, even though they are paying their quarterback at an elite level. Well, I would I would argue there that he is the exception and not the rule, though, right? Like the idea that this guy loses Tyreek Hill, he comes back um, and and has a career year in in passing yardage. I mean, I look, you got to pay your quarterback if you got a good one like that. You don't. There's no way around it. But the odds are you're not going to get Patty Mahomes results because he's one of one. That's not untrue. But if you look at the last uh, the last five Super Bowls, that would give you ten quarterbacks. Seven of those ten quarterbacks were on veteran contracts, not rookies. And if you look at the last twenty four quarterbacks to be in the Super Bowl, twelve accounted 
uh, or sorry, the last 22, 12 accounted for more than 10% of the salary cap and 10 accounted for less than 10% of the salary cap. So the, the actual angle here is get you a quarterback that's so stinking good that you have to pay him and then have one of the greats that you're paying and you will win a Super Bowl. Like there's actual, like that's what the numbers support. And I think that's where Mahomes is. Like there's certain guys, you're totally right. What you never want to do is pay for mediocre talent. You don't want to pay top dollar for mediocre talent. I don't care what the position is, but realistically this, you know, we quarterbacks taking a, a pay cut hasn't actually statistically really mattered other than, you know, everybody looks at Brady constantly as an example, but Brady is also the exception to the rule. So, you know, we live in an off season where we're about to see Justin Herbert, Joe Burrow, Jalen Hurts all get massive amounts of money. Lamar Jackson get massive amounts of money. Uh, I don't think that'll set their teams back. It's just let's look at these two teams and remind ourselves that the two teams in the Super Bowl right now have GMs that have drafted better than almost everybody, and they've consistently found people with continuity that are able to come in and, and get it done. So, you know, I think the job that they've done has just been, for both organizations, has been absolutely spectacular. And if you're the Eagles, for example, and you draft as well as they draft, so what if you have to pay Jalen Hurts? You're going to be able to continually go in there and restock from a, from the, the cupboard of the draft. Yeah, no, that's that's definitely fair. Um, this is a weird take I had, but I wanted to throw it at you. <clears throat> I mean, did we not see some validation for Brock Purdy, like in him being a real quarterback? If you compare what the 49ers look like with Josh Johnson versus what they look like the last, you know, six, seven weeks of the season. I mean, it was, it's the same offense, the same pieces, but it was not, it was not going well. No. Yeah. That's a great point. I hadn't actually, I'm going to steal that angle from you. Uh, I think that's a, a really smart point. And it's funny because I was sitting at a sports bar in Connecticut watching the game with a bunch of the guys that I work with. And uh, when, when Josh came in, one of the guys was like, man, if they had him on the roster with his experience, why was he not playing before? And we all sort of laughed about that. And then we saw like the first couple of drives. And I was like, well, that's why he wasn't playing. I think it does. You know, the, the 49ers are in a really interesting spot now because we all know Jimmy G's gone. So the question is, what do you do with Trey Lance? And what do you do with Brock Purdy? And, you know, realistically, it probably gets a little easier for them to go in and let those two compete now that Brock didn't go to the Super Bowl, as weird as that sounds. I mean, if Brock Purdy wins the Super Bowl, I don't know how you turn around and, and bench him. I don't care what you think you have at Trey Lance. So, you know, the 49ers definitely uh, will look back at that. And, and I think 49ers fans will always have the what might have been. Like, I think yesterday becomes and, – and, like, look, we all know this. Every every fan base has a, a, a loss you'll never forget. Like, you know, obviously the, the tuck rule stands out. But even for me, you know, the, the Tony Saragusa slamming Rich Gannon late to the ground and, the, you know, they lose their quarterback and the Ravens win in the, 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 the AFC playoffs. I remember these things so vividly. I think – what you're going to end up from yesterday is that 49ers fans are always going to look at it and say, man, what would have happened if Brock would have been able to throw the football, which is crazy to say. And Bengals fans are going to forever look at it and say, man, one push out of bounds cost us a chance at the Super Bowl. And that, that's, that's wild. That Philadelphia defense just, you know, you knocked pretty out of that game, but, but pretty much controlled it. Is, is, there, is there any reason to believe that they won't be able to get after Mahomes in the same way? I, I, I watched Rex Ryan this morning. He was going on and on about how Cincinnati should have put more pressure on Mahomes, more pressure. Now, the, the general rule has been you, you pressure Mahomes, he's going he's gonna to beat you. You blitz him, he's going he's gonna to beat you. Uh, is Philly the kind of team, what was it, 70 sacks during the regular season? Do you see them getting after him in a way that I, I suppose Cincinnati could not? Well, here's the one thing I would say to Rex, and if I had him on the show today, I would say this to him. I, like, it's not like the Bengals weren't trying. They just didn't get there. Like, this is two weeks in a row where it's like, well, I'm surprised they haven't actually pressured Mahomes. Well, 
you know, the, the numbers bear out. And right now the top offensive line in the NFL for pass rush win rate, hard for me to say, is actually the Kansas City Chiefs, not the Philadelphia Eagles. So their offensive line has played, played far better than anybody realizes this year, and they've played better than almost everybody throughout the course of this year. So I'm a, a little stunned that there's this sort of concept that, you know, that, that people aren't trying to get after Mahomes. Uh, one of the, the uh, not even one of the most interesting thing in this matchup is that you have two great defensive lines when it comes to, to establishing pressure right now, and you have two great offensive lines. So the ability to keep your quarterback protected is going to be the difference. And, you know, frankly, again, if I'm the Bengals, I'm so mad at the fact that no matter what I did, I mean, 31 out of 38 plays, Chris Jones was double teamed, and he still did what he did. So, you know, it, it's it's incredible to think of how big offensive lines are going to be in this game. But I think the Chiefs' offensive line is better than they're getting credit for. We're talking to Jason Fitz, host of Fitz and Harry on ESPN Radio, joining us every single Monday here on the show. As it relates to that Philadelphia offense, I mean, look, they got they got some gifts offensively, you know, with the uh, with the turnovers there from from Josh Johnson. Like, I, if I'm sort of thinking about this matchup, I'm I'm asking, can Philly's offense keep up with Mahomes? And I thought there were some times yesterday, and again, granted, amazing defense that San Francisco has, and maybe that's a part of it too, but. Any concerns for you on how stagnant Philly's offense can look at times? I mean, I think the other side of it, yes, to answer your question. But the other side of it is we didn't get the best of Jalen Hurts yesterday, and they still dominated, obviously, against, you know, you, a quarterback, me, a quarterback. Right. Like, it wasn't wasn't the greatest situation. But I, I am curious what difference two weeks is going to make on a Hurts body, too, because he's still throwing the ball doesn't look like he's his usual self. But the craziest part about it is that, the RPOs are still so respected. You know, it, it takes such tremendous discipline to face the way that Jalen Hurts plays the quarterback position. Two weeks is going to be a huge part of this because you'll actually have time to truly go in and game plan everything that you could possibly want to see in it. So, you know, I, I think that becomes interesting. But, yeah, I think there is a concern. You know, when you have the weapons that the Eagles have, the Eagles are a great roster, but you're going to have to play better offensively than they did in that game to keep up with Mahomes and the Chiefs for sure. I mean, Mahomes and the Chiefs also didn't have 100% of, of him, and they were still able to do that. So uh, this is this is a, kind of a race to the finish line, which team can get their quarterback healthy first to make sure that they have the best version of themselves. It's going to be interesting. Got the news that the Cowboys are moving on from offense coordinator Kellen Moore last night. Fitzy, if it ends up being Mike McCarthy that's calling the plays, is that the – is that the remedy that Dak needs? Is that is that a better thing for this offense? Does it fix the Cowboys and push them on uh, maybe to a Super Bowl appearance next year? No, it adds too much to McCarthy's plate in my mind. And then the other side of it is like feels like a move of desperation. When you're known for offense as a head coach and you then take play calling back, that means that you are taking more on your, your plate to try and keep your job. Yep. And I don't know that that works I, for anybody in any business. When it's like when you start to feel the heat and all of a sudden you decide that the, the answer to feeling that heat is that you're going to turn around and you're going to take on more responsibility and put more on your plate, that usually doesn't turn out well for a CEO any different than a head coach. So I think it speaks to the desperation that the Cowboys are, are facing right now and the lack of trust that McCarthy has for anybody to come in and run an offense. The question is now how is he going to be a good uh, you know, head coach while he's also a great offensive coordinator because nothing – Nothing shy of that will get them done. So, you know, I don't think it's an accident that Quinn stayed there as the defensive coordinator, turned down other opportunities because he could end up being the coach in waiting, which there's a ton of history of for the Cowboys. 
he could end up by the middle of next season being the coach simply because Mike McCarthy decided to take more on instead of less, which I don't think works. Would, would that be the smart move for them if it ends up happening at the end of next season or during the season, like you point out? Would you be more confident with, with Quinn sort of getting that second chance as head coach, with him as the head coach more so than you, you are with McCarthy? Yeah, 100%. I mean, I, I'd be more confident, especially midseason. Like, but there is something to be said, and, and we see this in the hiring cycle a lot, but before I talk to guys around the league, I, I truly believe sometimes you just getting fired from your first job is a blessing for your second one because you do get the chance to step back and be like, hey, I'm going to restart this, and how am I going to do it different next time? So I believe in second chances for head coaches. I think they can be much better at it the second time around. In a beautiful world, if that's the direction the Cowboys are going, hopefully they know in time to let Quinn take over midseason and give himself the opportunity to test that for everybody. But it will be interesting. Nobody's going to stop looking at the Sean Payton thing. I, I mean, I've been saying for months he wasn't going to take a job this year. But uh, after next year, he is no longer under contract with the Saints, so they wouldn't have to give up anything in, in return for him. So now all of a sudden he could take whatever job he wants. I think that that becomes a real sort of side-eye thing that you're looking at for Sean Payton and the Cowboys if that's the direction he wants to go. But also weird for McCarthy to have to coach against that nonstop. I don't know if, if a franchise is, is going to have this, so it may be a false choice, but I'll just present it this way because and, and, obviously I, I want your opinion on it. If a, if a franchise has a choice here – to trade for Aaron Rodgers or uh, woo Tom Brady in free agency, what is the more desirable route? Oh, that's a really good question. I think I would take Brady over Rodgers, um, knowing that I'm only taking him for like a year. Like the thing with Rodgers is you're going to have to trade for him, and then you're going to have to figure out if he's around for multiple years, he's going to want multiple years, and every offseason you're going to go through this willy or won't he. If you take on Brady – you have a pretty good idea that you're only taking it for one year and then at the end of one year, maybe a second year. So you can take on Brady and then draft somebody else if you want to. I like that that approach a little bit better in my mind than taking on Aaron Rodgers, who is not going to want anybody around him. And then in the process of not wanting anybody around him, you're going to put yourself in a situation where, you know, all of a sudden you can't do anything about the quarterback position, but he may decide in a year he doesn't want to be there. That doesn't feel appealing to me at all. Mm best AFC fit for Rodgers if they do decide to move up? Jets, I know Greeny wants him. Uh, uh, Tennessee, what do you think? Yeah, I'm, I mean, honestly, uh, the Jets make a ton of sense because of the amount of talent for anybody. Whether it's Brady, like, look, I don't think Brady is going to go across country and be that far from his kids uh, who are in Florida now that he's going through the divorce. And I'm not sure Brady plays again anyway. If he does, I don't think San Francisco or, or Vegas, either one, make a ton of sense for him. But San Francisco makes more sense in the team construction, but, man, now you're, you're on the other side of the country and you're guaranteeing yourself that you're not going to see your family for months, which uh, going through a divorce seems like that would be very difficult for him to handle. Uh, so I don't know that there's a great spot for Brady. For Aaron Rodgers, you know, it, it's the same sort of, like, if you want to take Aaron Rodgers over at San Francisco, are you really going to just sit there with Trey Lance and Brock Purdy sitting under Aaron Rodgers? That feels weird also. So I think the Jets make sense for both of them because they are stocked. They are ready to win right now, and uh, the rest of their roster is good enough to make them a playoff team. They just need a quarterback. So 
if they have to overpay to get somebody that at least gives them a chance right now, I do it in a heartbeat. Bet you're the best, dude. Appreciate the have time as always. Have a great week, brother. Thank you. Have a great week, gentlemen. Appreciate you. Yes, sir. He is Jason Fitz, uh, host of Fitz and Harry. Joins us every single Monday here. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale with Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases and shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and and beauty rest black with 60 month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. US Q3 2023. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry, built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle, from the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback. There's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models. So no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. And right now, your local Toyota dealer has more vehicles in stock and is making delivery on new vehicles almost every day. So visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Offers end April 1st. Toyota, let's go places.